What's going on, everybody? And welcome back for episode 29 of Hit the Books podcast. We're all back together this week and looking forward to deliver a quality episode this week. Let's introduce the boys, my co-hosts, Huff and Mackie. Huff, what's happening, man? Not much. What's going on, everybody? Happy to be back another week. As you, as Jesse said, we are all back. A microphone for another good episode. I have a lot going on in the sports world. Masters coming up this weekend, and as we all know, the Final Four National Championship came to an end, and uh, we're coming to an end of the NHL and NBA regular season, so a lot to talk about. A couple NFL free agent signings that we're going to get into. A uh, lot to talk about, Mackie. What's going on with you? Not much. You know, I got the Masters coming up. Always exciting. MLB starting this week. The end of the NBA season, NHL season. So, you know, a lot going on in the sports world right now. Forgot to mention MLB, though, too. Opening day tomorrow. Yeah. Um, definitely excited for that. So, yeah, let's get into it. You guys said it. Lots of good stuff to talk about this week. What do you guys think we should start, start with this week? Let's let's start out with some of these NFL free agent signings because just the two we'll kind of go with the two big ones. Jesse, I don't know if you got a chance to look up the deal. I don't have it pulled up yet, but Stefan Diggs signing that massive deal with the Buffalo Bills. There was talks about a couple weeks ago that he was actually unhappy with his contract situation in Buffalo, uh, and there was a chance that they thought that the two might go separate ways. I don't know if it was supposed to be going separate ways this offseason, during the season next year, uh, after his current contract or now previous contract would have ran out. But I was starting to hear stuff and see stuff on Twitter of people saying that Stefan Diggs was unhappy with his contract situation with the Buffalo Bills. And uh, we see what happened. They go out and make him. I think he's the highest paid receiver in the NFL now, um, if I'm not mistaken. I'll pull this deal up because I want to get the exact number right. But. I have his deal up, Huff. Go ahead, Jesse. We'll save the deal. Bills reach agreement with wide receiver Stefan Diggs on a four-year, $104 million extension that includes $70 million guaranteed. Deal ties Diggs to Buffalo for six more years at $124.1 million with, his, with the intent for both sides to have him retire in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, he deserves it. He de- I mean, he's, he's definitely one of the best receivers in the league. He's proved it time after time. Him and Josh Allen have just been... Absolutely lethal. So, uh, yeah, give, get get the man paid. He deserves it. I, I, I don't think. If you're Josh Allen, I mean, this if if you're the Bills ownership and front office, you're looking at this move is this is more than just locking up your number one receiver. This is showing your young veteran quarterback. You're, you're and now I consider him a veteran. He's played in deep playoff runs. There, you, it doesn't take being you know 32 years old to be a veteran in the league. He's now been around a couple of years and led his team far in the playoffs. I mean, this kid's – Josh Allen's legit. And I think for the, for the front office in Buffalo, this was a move to say, all right, now we have the looks of, you know, our future and Allen and Diggs. You know, they get a running back in there that's legit. I mean, they have a serious team up there, obviously. I don't know. Is Emmanuel Sanders still there? I know Cole Beasley is not. He is. Emmanuel Sanders is, yeah. Okay. So, um I know they. I'm not sure if they still have Gabe Davis, the guy that had the four touchdowns in the in the playoff game. But the Bills are definitely re, kind of retooling, getting things back going. And um, obviously, we know what happened last year with the or the overtime playoff loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, and with this new rule coming into the NFL with uh, playoff games, both teams will be able to get a chance to possess the ball. 
that's obviously like you can basically call that the Josh Allen rule. Crazy how quick that got that came into play too. They just they hopped right on that. Dude, that game was too big to get determined like that, and they were like, "Fuck." When yeah. that happened that way, they were like, shit. Yeah, I mean, the Bills are going to be around for a while now. They've proved that with, uh, obviously, they're just going to build around Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs for the years to come. Yeah, I mean, that's a great core to look at and build around. I mean, they get, they start, that's the kind of thing you start just building that defense and offensive line. Like, you, you don't need, you know, depth at the receiver position because you have a veteran like Diggs. I mean, barring injury, like, you know what I mean? Just have like average guys, but start building the offensive line, defensive line, and get Allen the protection that he deserves because they're going to have to invest a lot of money in that young arm. Also, Bobby Wagner getting signed by the Rams. Five year, $50 million contract there. I heard a rumor that he, I don't know if it's a rumor, it could be true. I heard that he negotiated that contract himself and he doesn't have an agent. From LA. So I mean, I can like, believe that. I can yeah, believe he's, it. He's, he's a veteran. Right, he knows. So he knows what he's doing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I guess that just. A, I guess it's not as uncommon as you think. Like when you guys say that, like he negotiated his own deal. But um, I guess it's just cool to hear that. You know, you don't need some guy taking up ten percent of your salary to fork over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get the, the, you can do it yourself. Why not? Bucks. Like Bobby Wagner probably walked in and was like, "Hey, here's my highlight reel. You've seen me. I'm a Super Bowl champion. Thanks. I want ten million a year." For however many years, five years, six years, whatever you got, I'm gonna retire. Ram, we're good to go. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Like he just made yeah, that t- the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl champions have now gotten better on both sides of the ball, getting Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner. Yeah, you don't see, you don't really see teams that coming off Super Bowl make moves like this. So uh, it's a big signing. Everyone, and- everyone thought it was huge when the Bucks, after the Bucks won the Super Bowl, when they retained all eleven starters on both sides of the ball. Yeah. How about, adding. How about just getting better? Yeah. Like, people figured out that Bucks team. And obviously injuries and a psychopath, Antonio Brown, leaving the game. And obviously a whole bunch of stuff happened with that team. But a lot of people figured out that team. And it was like, I heard something today, dude. I was listening to Pat McAfee's show, and he had Terrell Owens on today. Apparently Terrell Owens is, like, in talks to try to come back to the NFL. I saw, I saw he, his a quote of him saying something like that, but he's forty eight years old. Tom Tom Brady's a quarterback, and he's not really a mobile one. So you know, it's a lot easier to sit in the pocket and run a route every single play. Yeah, it takes a lot more wear and tear in your body when you're forty eight years old. You know, or even like when Vinatieri retired at like forty four, whatever, as a kicker, like can kick at forty six or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's not and like and like Tia. Like he's not. He was talking about. It. He's not like acting like cocky. Like I'd be, come back and be the best receiver in the game. He did say he's like you, no. Like you just have to think about it in like terms like this. Like third down, you put me in the slot against a young corner. You know, obviously. Yeah, I can, I can create separation and make and get you those six yards that you need. Like, yeah, or it's even going to be to the point where like say he goes to a team like the Bengals or. The Vikings, you put him on the field, you're not, I mean, you might not, like, totally not double cover Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, but, like, if it's third and four, you're looking at Terrell Owens, because, I mean, he might be 48 years old, but he can run 12 feet and turn around and catch a ball. Yeah, he's still Terrell Owens at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like, when I heard that, I was like, that's crazy, but, I, I mean, I don't think it's very realistic, but. 
Apparently he's working on. I, I don't think videos. Uh, he's doing. He's involved with whatever that uh, football league that Ice Cube does, the like fan generated football league or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know too much about it, but I do. Like when he talked about it, I, I've heard about it. I've never watched it or seen anything of it. But yeah, the fans are like involved in the game. They like make they like make decisions out in the game. Like it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think that would be insane if he comes back. Apparently, he was like, he was saying he was talking to some front office and some GM owner and whatever. Uh, they were like, yeah, you know, stay healthy, keep working out. You know, as the season goes on, as injuries come about. We'll see what happens, and you know we'll definitely look ahead. And if we need you, definitely get a contract. Like they, they were like legit. Like as soon as someone gets hurt, we're signing you basically. And and then he was acting like now there's like five teams that would want him. Like it's like all right, dude, you're 48 years old. Like you can. It's a different when you're saying like yeah, one team. I've been talking to one team. They want me to come back. It's like if it was like the Cowboys or 49ers, like. As much as you'd be like, yeah, they don't need receivers. Like, he played for them. You know what I mean? You don't know who he knows in the building, that kind of thing. So, yeah. I yeah, mean, I like the thought be, of it. I like, he could be texting I, Jerry Jones being like, hey, man, you want, like, a nice third down possession receiver? I like, like the thought of it. I don't think I don't think we'll see it happen. Though. It, exactly. It's not It's cool to talk it's, about. It. It'd, be, it'd be cool for yeah. the game, but I don't know. Realistically, there's so many guys out there that you can probably trust more than him. A 48-year-old man that's been out of the game for, what, 10 years now, 12 years. Yeah. I mean, what can he do at 48 that some, you know what I mean? That a tw- that a, uh, a 22-year-old rookie can't do. Because you know he's not coming back. He keeps saying it's not about the money. He wants to just mentor young players. Like, all right, dude. Well, obviously, he doesn't need the money. The guy's... I know, but I'll believe it's not about the money when he signs for, like, league minimum and not, like, $5 million a year. There's no way that somebody's going to give him $5 million. He'll... He'll definitely just make a veteran's minimum, which is what nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I think it's nine nine hundred. I think the Terrell Holmes stuff is all a bunch of hubbub, but who knows? The NFL wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't surprise me if it was the NBA because we've seen that with like Joe Johnson and. You know what I mean, is Terrell Owens in the Hall of Fame? I think so. It has to be that like is that allowed. Are you allowed to like, be in the Hall of Fame? Oh, my God. Are you allowed to be in the Hall of Fame and play in an NFL game? I, I think so. What if Peyton Manning was like, I'm coming back? Is he like, yeah, I guess he's still a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I don't think you can't take the you can't take the title away from him and then like what yeah. reinduct him after. If anything, it'd be more legit. Like when people are like, like when me when like when I talk about Ben. I'm like, oh, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, he's not a Hall of Famer yet, but, like, <laughs> like T.O. catches a ball, you're like, oh, that's a Hall of Famer. Like, you're like, yeah. Like, you literally, you, you, you can literally say he's a Hall of Famer. You're like, yeah, dude, he could wear his gold jacket in and out of every fucking game if he wanted to. Yeah, those are definitely the two bigger free agent signings. The Rams getting a lot better. Same with the Nets. Let's go up 10. But, yeah, let's... Let's look ahead. Let's go back to this uh, Final Four this past weekend. Mackie, what did you, you think of the, the results of the Final Four, the big Duke-UNC game? Uh, what, what, do you have any money on that? I know you definitely had something. Yeah, I had a, I had a Duke, um, I had a Duke-Kansas money line parlay, which... You, me, it. Jesse, my cousin, the rest of America did, and none of us planned it together. 
Bro, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Kansas was I, – I never thought they were going to lose. I Even when they were down 15 in the championship game at half, I didn't really – I didn't really think they were going to lose. I thought, it, obviously, it's a possibility, but I, I – dude, that team, so that team is just so good. That team is so good. Yeah, they were – that was a really good team. They definitely deserved to win it all, but going back to Duke UNC, um, I mean, with that game – Obviously, probably the most hyped-up college basketball game of all time, and it's not even the national championship. I mean, being in the Final Four, the lights are the brightest. Duke-UNC, this rivalry, we all know what uh, the story behind it with Coach K. UNC beating Coach K and Cameron Indoor and Coach K's last home game as Duke's head coach. Um, and then, obviously, this year, Duke's playing uh, North Carolina. Chance to get the revenge on them in the Final Four to end their season. Uh, to go on and play Kansas in the in the national championship, but obviously we know that uh, North Carolina ended up winning the game, pulling away late. It was a very back and forth game. Honestly, it was a crazy game. If you had got a chance to watch it, it definitely was worth every minute. But the one the player that stood out to me was a Baycott from North Carolina in that game from the game from Duke. Uh, despite the injury late in the game where uh, he actually ended up coming back. He set a record for most re- most rebounds in a Final Four game since 2003. Yeah, what was it, 22? 22 rebounds. It was just a lot of back-and-forth runs by both teams. And, you know, whenever you look at kind of the struggles for Duke, uh, guys like A.J. Griffin who have been able to find the bottom of the net all season with the shooting aspect of his game uh, struggled both from the free-throw line and the field. So. Um, Bancaro, despite the, the the loss, he actually did, in my opinion. I thought he played a great game. Um, there was chances where Duke was down three or four, and basically where you need points. If you let North Carolina get a stop and score there, the game's pretty much over with two minutes left down six. So Bancaro kept a minute, and um, Duke did everything they could. North Carolina just was the better team. Duke, I mean, Duke just could have... Duke could have won that game if they, they missed their free throws at the end of the game. You know, you're, it's a one point game. You get two, two. Uh, you're in the double bonus. You're expecting at least some points, and you brick both free throws, and then they go down and score again. So, you know, they had their chances. It was the game came down to who was gonna came down to like the final minute who was gonna, you know, hit their free throws, get the bounces, hit hit their shots. I don't know. Good game. Yeah. Anybody, anybody could came out on top. Yeah, and obviously on the other side of the bracket, we had Kansas defeating Villanova 81-65. to Kansas was the one seed, Villanova being the two seed coming out of their side or their portion of the bracket. Villanova played a good game. and uh, Coming from, you know, Gillespie and Jay Wright, the whole Villanova crew, uh, they brought everything they could. Kansas, like Mackie said, was just a very well-put-together team all season. Uh, Mackie, you had a good take on them the night that we were talking about who we liked. On Monday for the game, you just said, you know, no one matches up with Kansas right now. They're the best team in college basketball. They won the toughest division in or toughest conference in college basketball. Um, obviously, now we sit here and they're the 2022 national champion. So um, you definitely had a good take on that. But it was North Carolina plus four, which did hit. So I hope you took the money line. Did you take the spread? I um, I actually didn't even bet on it because I had that. I was winning the, the league for five hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You just no, I just rode that. You did, you did technically but just yeah, need the money, I had line. money line. Yeah, basically, I just had money line. Yeah, so we both did win. Nice, love that. 
Yeah, that uh, you, you guys had a love when he stepped out of bounds there. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, I was freaking out. It um, saved it. It saved it. That was fixed. I don't know, dude. You can't. <laughs> what are you? you you're gonna tell me they, they they paid the guy to step out of bounds there? <laughs> That's crazy, know. though. Vegas really the, won, you know. What was the, what was the percentage of money on Kansas? Yeah, it was sixty sixty one percent Kansas. I think sixty one. What is that? Thirty nine. Even the spread. The spread was like fifty four to forty six. It was right. It was it was pretty even. That that four percent is fucking massive. Yeah, well, obviously, when it, when it comes down to it. Yeah, they're like, but, yeah, uh, they're like, yeah just step know. out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, you know they're going to miss. Just step out of bounds. <laughs> you were probably yeah. hoping for them to miss that shot, too. Yeah, I was like, I don't want I don't want overtime. I mean, I had the over, but I was like, I, I, I had more money on the spread. So I was like, yeah, I, you were I better off with the plus four and a half. The, yeah, I was like, I just, I didn't. Like, you had plus four and, four and a half, so like. Even if he did take free throws, you were you still could have hit. Well, yeah, it was it would have been a one it would have been a one and one. So I was hoping he would have just like missed one, missed the first one, and not even gotten the second one. Not even had to worry about it. Yeah, or made the first one, missed the second one. You know what I mean? Uh huh. It's college basketball. Like I was telling people, I'm like, dude, these are college athletes. You can't expect them to hit every free throw. Like, yeah. In an NBA game. Except for Villanova. Villanova yeah. hits all their fucking free throws. Lots of good stuff coming out of the NFL and finishing up here for March Madness. What about baseball? Baseball starting tomorrow. Opening day. A lot of stuff going on here for Thursday. Games at all hours. 2.20, 4.05, 4.10, 4.15. Are eight, there games nine, on three. tomorrow afternoon? Yeah. Yeah, there's a ton. I didn't know it was on tomorrow afternoon. I thought it was on tomorrow 4, but... Let's look at some of these odds, huh? Let's look at the, let's pull up the odds. Yo, Huff, let's get a let's get a an, an early prediction for World Series winner. Okay, okay. Let me pull this up. Let's look at the odds. All right. Do you have them pulled up, or you want me to give a like a top like ten, not top ten, maybe like six? All right. Mine are probably a little different because I'm on DraftKings, but yeah, let's hear them. All right. Obviously, the favorite's going to be the LA Dodgers plus four eighty. Toronto Blue Jays in second at plus eight fifty. Chicago White Sox right behind them at plus nine fifty. Wow. Houston Houston Astros at plus one thousand. The Atlanta Braves to re uh, to repeat plus twelve hundred. Milwaukee Brewers plus twelve hundred tied with Atlanta. I'll go two more. And the Yankees are now thirteen to one plus thirteen hundred. Uh, right behind them are the Mets at fifteen to one. Mac, you remember last time we had this conversation, the Mets were higher than the Yankees, and you made a comment on that. The Fanduel odds are so different, dude. Let's hear yours. I got Dodgers at five hundred. Then I got Blue Jays at eight fifty. Then I got the Braves at nine fifty. What? And the Yankees at nine fifty. Wow. Then Astros at plus a thousand, and then the White Sox at plus eleven hundred. So the Blue Jays are you have Blue Jays at eight fifty, and Astros at plus one thousand. Yeah. All right, so those are the only two that are the same. Yeah, Dodgers are five hundred, so it's basically the same. Same, unless you're throwing massive money. But Braves, Yanks, and Sox are so off, and then you got Mets at plus fifteen. Yeah, fifteen hundred. I got them at plus twelve. 
Damn. So this one's actually better. Jeez. Usually drop. Yeah, yeah. Your your odds are so much better. Yeah. If you like, what do you have the White Sox at? I like the White Sox. Eleven. Yeah, the Brewers are sixteen on mine. Wow. That's the bit. That's the biggest variance what? right there. And what are yours? What is it on yours? Twelve. Twelve hundred tied with the Braves. Yeah, that's the highest difference. Let's look at further down past like fifteen to one. After me, after the Mets, I have the San Diego Padres at sixteen to one. Same. I have the Tampa Bay Rays at sixteen to one. Seventeen. I have the L.A. Angels at twenty-five to one. Thirty-five. There's the biggest difference. That's but they're, they're not going to win, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And then San Francisco, same odds, same with the Red Sox and Phillies. Now I got Red Sox and Phillies at 22, and I got the Giants at 28. Okay, so some difference, but obviously now we're starting to get down in the basement of the, NF- or the MLB. Yeah, and, you know, you got Pirates at, you know, 30,000. Yeah, 30,000, 50,000 50, on FanDuel. <laughs> See, that's like a Go. that is like an insane difference. Like, Yeah, but that's that's just, you're not winning that, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Even if they even if they have a good season to make the playoffs, they're not winning it, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Cleveland Guardians. You gotta look at it. That, like ten thousand. That's plus nine. Plus nine thousand. Let's go division winners. I do like the I do like doing division winner parlays and uh, Let's go with the good AL East. AL East, I'm coming hold on, I just I just No listen. heavy favorites. Yeah. Toronto Blue Jays plus one seventy, Yankees plus two fifty, Rays plus two fifty, Red Sox plus five hundred, and the Baltimore Orioles plus twenty thousand. Mackie, what do you like there? What I like? Yeah. I, I I don't know why you uh I mean the Rays have well on mine the Rays are plus three thirty. I think the best value there is the Rays because I think any one of these three teams can easily come out on top here. So I don't. I obviously, I think you should get your best value at the lowest at the lowest odds because I think all three of these teams could have an insane year. Obviously, Blue Jays added a lot this year because you know their bats were going. So now they got the now they got some pitching, but uh, I don't know. I think any of these teams could just have a good year. You know, you know the Yankees. How can you ever count that team out with that roster? Yeah. It's tough. I like. I was gonna say I like the odds. The Yankees, whenever they're the same as the Rays, is what I just said. Setting both at plus two fifty to win the division. You know what I mean? Like if they're the same, I feel like the value's more for the Yankees because like they might choke in the playoffs, but they also like they do have a good chance to win the division. Not a good yeah, definitely. Chance, but like you know what I mean? It's one of those three teams. Yeah. Well, my odds, I got Yankees at plus two hundred and Rays at plus three thirty. So. Let's go. Uh, let's go. NL East. Alrighty. Would you say NL? Yeah. Let's see here. NL East. We have the Atlanta Braves plus one twenty-five. The New York Mets plus two hundred. The Philadelphia Phillies at plus three forty. Miami Marlins at plus thirteen hundred. And the Washington Nationals at plus four thousand. Mets plus 200 ain't too bad. Yeah, the Mets are either going to win this division or they're not going to make the playoffs. Right. There's no in-between with them. 
So uh, I guess plus 200 isn't bad odds as long as, you know, Scherzer and DeGrom could stay healthy. DeGrom's already having some health issues with his, I don't even know what he has, something in his shoulder or something, but he's already out. So we got McGill starting tomorrow, which is pretty depressing. You know, you're the two best pitchers in the league and can't get any of them to start on opening day. (laughs) Yeah, is Stroman healthy right now? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I think he is. I'm surprised they don't go to him on opening day, but yeah, obviously the the off season that the Mets have had and to come into the season with the two big guns not in the lineup, it's obviously tough. But uh, the season's a marathon for sure, not a sprint with all these games. So. Yeah. Not gonna dwell on one game in a 162 game season, but yeah, you know, one game means nothing. Is it a is it a full season this year? I think they did like 154. Oh, really? Yeah, they only lost like eight games. All right, well, what's the point of even taking games away? I think they did. It was just minimizing the doubleheaders. Yeah, it makes sense. Basically, just kept every calendar game that was scheduled. They just had to make up any divisional games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they canceled. They probably rescheduled some of the stupid interconference games. Interleague games, I guess, is the proper term for baseball. It's so stupid, but... Pirates, I'm excited. Should be. Terrible again this year. Don't really expect much, but... <laughs> yeah, as far as a pick that you said for who I like to win the World Series, I do like uh, Chicago White Sox. Yeah, that team's been... Uh... Team's been good for the past few years. I like them. They've been just itching at the border, like, waiting to make a they run. Have. Looking forward to seeing some Pirates baseball this year. Catch us at opening day for home home opening day for the Pirates next Tuesday. Real excited for that one. But moving forward, you guys want to jump into some Masters? Yeah, let's definitely get into some Masters right now. Tiger Woods is back after his car accident. What do you guys think? Do you think he has potential? You think he's gonna, you know, at least place like top ten, something like that? I can't see why. I can't see why you wouldn't put even just like ten, twenty dollars on this. Like if you you, you got to root for it. So like you, you know, at least have money on it. If the man can walk the course, he's has a chance to finish in the top ten. That would literally be the greatest story in sports if he wins this year's Masters. Oh my God! Yeah, it would. That'd be amazing. You know, imagine you can win some money off of it too. Yeah. Win win. Thousand bucks. Twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's not plus five thousand anymore because I got that before he even announced he was playing. So. He's five thousand on Fanduel. Is he? Yeah. I saw four. Yeah, I got four on Dra- on DraftKings. Yeah. I've seen some different odds as you shop around for him. The Shambo is is higher than him. That's crazy. Here, I'll see where the Shambo is. No, the Shambo is the same as him actually on here on Fanduel. I got him at 45. So who's got value here? What are you thinking? I mean, obviously value Tiger, but I'm not going to go there because that's going to be kind of a very... It's also the most... Um, he's, he's the most popular bet. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, obviously the past five winners being Matsuyama, Dustin Johnson, Tiger, 2019, Patrick Reed, 2018, and Sergio Garcia. 
I guess I'll ask you this question before I say who I like is a value pick. Do you see any of those five guys? Um, I guess I'll say other than Tiger, maybe those four guys making a run and maybe winning this thing. I was going to say, do you think do you see a repeat here? Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you can't count them out, obviously. You got so many elite golfers there. But uh, Cam Smith, I like him at plus 13. The guy's been on a tear. He's a really good golfer, you know. Yeah. He's been playing really well, so it's maybe it's his year. I was going to say, I like I like if I was going to put a – I mean, you said it earlier, John Rahm, but, I mean, the odds of 12 to 1 are just – I feel like the Masters is so, like, you take someone, like, plus 3,500 and you just send it. Yeah, definitely. I do like Zalatoris at the 32-1 to position. Dustin Johnson, 15-1. to Um, There's a couple other plays that I like that I've seen. uh, A couple people mentioning, but that I've looked into. I haven't really done too much, but I do like the... Definitely like your opinion. I'm thinking Cameron Smith can come home with this this weekend. Vandal sitting 15 to 1. Morikawa, you know, you can never count out him sitting at 22 to 1. Besides, I said Xander Shoffley. Yeah, you said exactly. Shoffley can, and I'm always a Brooks Kepka guy, so I don't know about you. I, I'm thinking, I, I like Brooks odds 19 to 1. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, there's, there's a couple here that I really like. Brooks, Dustin, are, I think they have some good value there. Cam Smith, Justin Thomas being clean up his game a little bit, plus 1,300 isn't too bad. Yeah, none of us said said Justin Thomas, and he's coming into this one of the more um, hot golfers, like you said, with Cameron Smith, with uh, some of these other guys, but Justin Thomas has been on a tear all season. Yeah, Justin Thomas has a little bit problem with his putting game. He needs to clean it up a little bit. His drives A little sloppy. Yeah, his, his putting's a little sloppy. His drives are... Um, some are a little wary, but you know, I think he can clean it up and make a play here. Saying that, I like looking at these, you know, top ten finishes like Justin Thomas at plus one ten, Rom at plus one ten, uh, Dustin Johnson at one thirty five, Cam Smith at one forty. So not a ton of value there, but if you put a couple, maybe two of them together, three of them together, you can make something special. Yeah, do you like any – you want to maybe look at some of these odds, like to finish in the top 10, stuff like that? Yeah, let's do that. All right, top 10 finish. Here we go. Justin Thomas and John Rahm sitting as the favorites for this, both at plus 110. Scotty Scheffler, a guy that none of us mentioned, obviously his odds to win the thing are a little deeper, but to finish in the top 10, he's only sitting at plus 130. Right behind him is DJ Dustin Johnson, plus, yeah, plus 135. Cameron Smith, plus 140, sitting there with Brooks Kepka, same odds. Rory, plus 175. Spieth, plus 175, as well as Morikawa, the same odds. And Shoffley, plus 185. Hovland, plus 190, as well as Cantlay. Tiger's odds to finish in the top 10 are behind Zalatoris and Daniel Berger. Tiger Woods sitting at plus 280 to make the top 10 finish. I'm at plus 500. What? That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Who's your favorite? John Rahm at plus 120. Justin Thomas at plus 130. John Rahm plus, plus money top 10 finish is worth, is worth a play. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like how can he not finish in the top 10 here? Like, he doesn't even have to win. Just top 10? Make a showing. There's Do not like, 10 guys on this board that's going to finish ahead of him. That should finish ahead of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sitting, if, and you can get him a plus 120 on DraftKings, you said? Yeah, I got uh, I got DJ at plus 172. I like that. That's That might be worth it as well. What do you have Rory at? I'm a, that's what I'm a saying. personal Rory McIlroy fan. Shoffley at plus two ten. Two ten. Oh, Shoffley. Speed at speed speed at two twenty. What what do you have Rory at? Uh, I got Rory at two hundred. That's worth it too. I'm just I'm yeah. All these odds here. are a lot better than yeah. Your top your top ten odds are a lot better, but yeah, it just seems like you got to shop smart. Yeah, that's why you got to go between draft book or uh. Sportsbooks. Yeah. Jesse, bet smarter. Jesse, like any of these guys that finished in the top ten, you think uh, Rom Rom at plus money? I like love Rom at plus money. I I think if you take Rom and put him with someone else, like a Justin Thomas or a Cam Smith, something like that, the value is there. Like Justin Thomas and Rom together is plus three forty one on Fanduel. Obviously, like we said, you do that. Them both odds. to finish. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, I think you can really make something dangerous out of these. Rom. Yeah, but then you then you're getting then you're getting two out of the top ten. You know, your odds start to dwindle. You're not picking one in five, basically. Right. But I see what you're right. saying. Getting Rom and Cameron Smith at plus four hundred four is nice. That is really nice. Yeah. I do like that. Just that's worth the play. You know. It's, it's top so 10. Hard to you could even winner. go top 20, top 15. Yeah. Rom is minus 220 to finish in the top 20. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, that's when it starts to like not even be worth it. But like, if you take Rom and Cameron Smith both to finish in the top 20, it's plus 128. The same odds as Rom to finish in the top 10, basically. I kind of like that, actually. Top 20? Top Come on. Top 20. You're going to tell me they're not going to finish in the top 20? Or do you take Rom at 10 and Smith at 20? And you're, <laughs> then you're getting it. I'd rather yeah, just both, at both at 20 and plus money, you know. Plus 128, that's better odds than, like I said, just John Rom on DraftKings where you said you can get him at plus 120. That might be a play for me this weekend. Better get it quick. Yeah. Yeah, until nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah, seriously. <clears throat> let's look ahead. It's, let's look ahead. Obviously, the NBA playoffs are coming ahead. Let's you know dive into this stuff. Obviously, last night we had the Los Angeles Lakers get eliminated from the NBA playoff contention. I am a Laker fan, but this this season was tough to watch. I really didn't want them to make the playoffs. They were going to get swept by no matter who they made. Uh, if not, if, yeah, no if not lost the playing game too with the Spurs, Pelicans, whoever they would have played, Clippers, who are having a nice game right now against Phoenix at home. The team was just awful, dude. They had no supporting players. They, Bron didn't care. Nobody cared. Anthony Davis is out the entire year. Russell Westbrook is just a cancer. And I cannot stress that enough. I hate when people support him. Yeah, I don't, Especially I've at this point in his career. Never liked him. 
when he was dropping triple doubles, okay, he had there's there's reason to support him. I still didn't like him. I didn't like the way he played. But now he's just he's just he's just awful now. Yeah. All he does is turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. Correct shots. You know? it, it wasn't built. It wasn't built correctly. Yeah, I'm. They missed out on Demar. They missed out on Demar Derozan, and that's why they had a bad year. Yeah, I'm hundred percent right there with you. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't like to see. Uh, I don't like to see LeBron. I like. The, I don't like to see his legacy. His legacy look bad. So you know. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm a LeBron guy, so I do like to see him obviously hold the NBA Succeed. Finals trophy at the, in every June, July, whenever the NBA Finals is. But it, from the beginning of the year, you could just tell this wasn't the Lakers' year with all the injuries and stuff that was happening with the team. Um, and now they're talking about potentially Frank Vogel is going to get fired and. He's gone, 100%. Yeah, so it, it, there's a lot going on with the team. And LeBron sitting out the past two games. Um, just been a tough season for the Lakers. Every team goes through it. just so happens that, you know, it's a team full of some of the biggest superstars in the NBA. So uh, they're getting a lot more backlash and a lot more attention than uh, a lot of other teams that are, you know, making playoffs and qualify for playoff contention. But, well, it's, it's probably the biggest, the most disappointing season of all time. Oh yeah, they, they, were, they were the they were plus four hundred to win the NBA Finals going into the season. They're not, they don't make Dude, the everyone was people were talking about them winning seventy games this yeah. year. I mean, granted, injuries did come into play heavily. It wasn't just like a small part of the, why they had a bad year. It was obviously a huge part. Oh, yeah. But even make the playoffs with LeBron and Russ playing for most of the season. And just all the shit with Ross with just, the talking back to the fans and stuff like. Okay, he needs to grow the fuck up. Dude. You're, you're an athlete. Yeah, there is. Like you gotta deal. Just, you gotta deal with. You gotta deal with just shut up! You just shut up. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He just all that stuff going on. I think that was a distraction to the team, and he's got an excuse think, for everything. I do too. think we are looking at a very good NBA playoffs, though. I'm looking at the bracket right now. We still have Phoenix sitting at the one. Right now they're playing the Clippers, getting they're losing right now, but they're literally resting their entire starting lineup. But Dallas looking to playing Utah in the four or five series, Golden State, Denver in the three six, and obviously Memphis is awaiting the seven seed from the play-in. Same Phoenix at the one. Uh, you look at the other side, you have Miami, Miami Heat sitting at the one seed, awaiting the uh, result of their series from the playing games. Uh, you have the four five. Five. Four five right now is sitting uh, as the 76ers and Raptors. Then you look down in, and we have Milwaukee and Chicago. That could be a good series. And then same thing with Boston. A team that's heating up right now is the Boston Celtics. They're on fire the past couple of weeks. I'm riding them a couple of games, making some money betting on the Celtics. They could be looking at. And you're probably. Go ahead. If, if the Celtics get that two seed, you're probably going to see a. A Celtics Nets first round, and you can I I can, I'm I'm taking the Celtics in, in six. Did you say Celtics and who? Because the Nets will probably get that seven seed. You know they're gonna probably win their playing game. Yeah. So if the C's get that two seed, that's gonna be a a Nets Celtics matchup, which I don't see the Celtics losing. Dude, the Celtics are on fire right now. Yeah, I don't I don't think that Nets team can beat them. Dude, I'm. I just. I just part. You ever like? You, all right, you're 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 the same way with me with sports. You ever just like sit there and you're like, damn. Like you think back on like really good sports games, like the Chiefs Bills playoff game. They get the Bucks. 
Bucks, this is the game I'm talking about. Bucks and Nets in the playoffs last year when Katie's toe was on the line and they went to overtime. Which game was uh, it? Six or seven, the one that the Bucks won in overtime and won the series and moved on. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that game the other day, and I'm just like, I want Bucks versus Heat, or I want Bucks versus Nets rematch so bad. That'd be such a good series. Giannis versus KD. I just, I just don't think we're gonna. I don't get think it. I. I agree. If they if they have to go through Boston, it's gonna be hard. But that's gonna be a series that I'm definitely rooting to see. I want to see that mat that rematch. Dude, and that's the Nets are against Boston. In I, think, the plans, I think Boston man. versus Milwaukee would be a hell of a series as well. It would just be really even Miami, dude. No, Miami's. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying Boston versus Boston versus Milwaukee would just be very annoying to watch for one reason, and both teams' jersey colors are green and white. Yeah, it would literally just true. look like they're wearing each other's away jerseys and home jerseys. The Nets are in the playing tournament, and they have the third best odds to win the, t- the whole That's thing. Crazy. crazy, dude. The regular season doesn't mean anything. Do you like the Sixers with Harden and Embiid getting the Raptors in the first uh, round? Yeah, I think I I don't think that they, they will get beat in the first round, regardless of who they play. Just because. Do you see the Do you oh, see Miami? I want the top four in the East. Do you see Miami as the one? Boston is the two, Milwaukee is the three, and Philly is the four. Do you see any of those top four teams losing? No. All right, no let's shot. go to the West. Phoenix at the one. Just because – Just because. Yeah. It mat- actually, it matters who – It matter- No, actually, I don't. I don't. All right, let's go to the West. All right, whenever you look at the West, we have Phoenix at the one, we have Memphis at the two, we have Golden State at the three. We have Dallas at the four. Right now, Dallas would play Utah. Golden State would play Denver. And obviously, Phoenix and Memphis would be awaiting a opponent. I can I could see uh, Denver or Denver. Utah upsetting yeah, uh, upsetting the, Mav, the Mavs or the Warriors. Say, I can see either of those four, five, three, six series being upsets. Yeah, because the, the Warriors have been Utah shouldn't be a five shaky lately. They lost a lot so. of games they shouldn't have lost. Yeah, but I don't know if they're fully healthy. I guess they're a different team. But I don't know the Jazz and the Nuggets, dude. They're they're just as good as everyone else. So they're just so boring to watch. I feel like both of those teams. I like watching Jokic. Yeah, definitely and Mitchell. But like the rest of the team, just how the team plays, I feel like their team play style is so boring to watch. And like, oh my god, like, yeah, when they I play agree. Each other, it's like I can't even watch it. I will. I do, but it's like, and the jersey colors are so boring. It's like, you know what I mean? They're, yeah, both of I the agree. colors are so dark and like, you know. What I, I like. I do like when the Jazz wear those like faded sunset jerseys. Those are sick. Jazz, yeah, the the yellow yeah, like ones, the, the gradient sunset or whatever. Yeah, I know. Yeah, those are yeah. sick. And then Denver has those rainbow ones. Those are fresh too. Yeah, but they barely ever wear them. The team barely ever wears them. They both wear them. They're just navy blue and white ones. But yeah, I can't see Utah beating Dallas, and I can't see Denver beating Golden State. Uh, that's obviously big if Curry's back, ready to go, you know what I mean, everything with the Warriors. But um, yeah, a lot going on in the NBA. Coming down to the end of the regular season as we look ahead into the playoffs, they're definitely going to something that we keep our eye on and talk about week in and week out as we go through the NBA playoffs and the end of the regular season. So 
playoffs starting April 13th. I am really excited for NBA playoffs as we move out of college basketball, March Madness, and now straight into the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Great time of year. Even despite no football, there's definitely a lot of action going on. Yeah, I'm excited for it. NBA playoffs should be fun. Yeah, Huff, you said it really well. Lots of good stuff coming up, despite being no football. A lot of stuff for us to cover. A lot of good stuff to come out of it. Anything else, boys? A lot of good stuff this week, boys. Happy that we all made it back this week. Huff, thanks for taking over last week. You guys got anything else, Dad? Nothing coming else. Nothing else coming from me. Uh, Thanks for listening. See you back here next week. Happy Masters weekend. And yeah, see you next week. Have a good one, boys. Talk to you soon. Yeah, boys. See you next week. No. Have a good week of gambling. Masters in baseball tomorrow. See you next week. And that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms. Instagram at hitthebooks.pod. Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod. Website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.